This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. We've got Andrew Lawton, who's been joining us all week on the line. Andrew, where are you right now? I am on the glorious 401 on my way back to London right now. Oh, you've touched down. You're in our fine country again. Do you feel better already? Uh, it, well, it's less excitement going on, but now I'm at the point where I have nothing to look forward to, so the drive could not be more slow. Listen, where there's boredom, there's safety. Uh, you must know that after being at the Republican National uh, Convention in Cleveland all week, and you've been doing a great job on the show. I thank you very much for all the times that we've uh, brought you on the show. Of course, you're with our brother station as well, or sister station, whichever. I don't know what gender we're going to give it. Whatever gender it feels comfortable with is good with me. AM 980 in London, where you're off to right now. Let's talk about uh, the uh, national convention just in, in broad terms. No major incidents outside with protesters. Uh, no, not really. I mean, the only one that I sort of experienced was a little minor altercation myself with protesters. I mean, there was... A, you got into like, a scrap? I did. They, uh, I got attacked by a couple of them and, and uh, <laughs> wrapped in a bed sheet and attempted uh, to... They attempted to move me, uh, not taking into account my size uh, and gravity make, me, make that a little bit difficult. But uh, Wait a minute. I'm uh, picturing that- you uh, with strangers wrapping you in a toga. Was this uh, Truckers for Trump doing this to you or what? No, this was uh, Queers Against Racism that was doing this. They were uh, protesting against an LGBT for Trump event. And it was the uh, like the gays against Trump versus the gays for Trump. And, and I wasn't even on either side. I was trying to just interview them about what was going on. And they didn't really take too kindly to uh, apparently questions. What kind of questions were you asking? Wow, you were wrapped in a sheet. My lead question was literally, so what are you guys doing here? What are you protesting? What's your message? I wasn't even, like, arguing with them. They just uh, said I was violating their safe space by asking questions. So they wrapped you in a sheet. Wow, I hope you got some selfies in that sheet. Uh, Well, no, there is some video of it. I have not reviewed the footage, but I... I'm told there is evidence if, uh, if anything comes of it. But, but here's the thing. I mean, everyone's been asking about the protests, and I'm like, well, the only thing that really happened happened to me. Everyone else was uh, pretty well behaved. I mean, there was a, a little flag burning on, I believe it was Wednesday, uh, and police arrested. It was about 18 people, so it was substantive, uh, but no injuries, no riots, no uh, violence that I've heard of anyway. And well, I, I guess that answers the that. question, how many people does it take to burn the American flag? That's 18. Yeah, apparently. And it's weird because I, I, none of them were arrested for actually burning the flag because that's actually not illegal. Uh, but they're arrested for failing to disperse, which means when police say, you know, there's an issue here, you've got to move, not leaving. And also a few of them for assault on police officers, people that tried to, you know, push cops out of the way. So uh, it was, uh, and, and again, no one really knows what they're arguing for. No one knows what the point was, just that they did it. So Hardly an effective protest. So let's go inside the uh, arena last night. Uh, Trump said, you know, that he was probably going to stick to the teleprompter. Did he? Yeah, he did. And I was actually sitting uh, specifically so I could see the prompter. And there were a couple of minor changes, like he'd repeat a word here and there for effect, or he'd, you know, say a a synonym instead of the one that was on there. The one fun one was when uh, he was supposed to say, when I am president, and instead, he did when Donald J. Trump is president. So, I mean, take, yeah, take from that what you will. Uh, one that was uh, quite noteworthy, though, was after he had uh, made that comment about uh, just the need to stand up against, you know, Islamic terrorism. And also, he specifically noted uh, violence against the LGBTQ community with uh, the Orlando shooting. Uh, there was a lot of applause. And then he had said after that, 
uh, and I can't remember the exact words, but he, he said, you know, as a Republican, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate or how good it is uh, to hear you cheer at a line like that. So, and that was an off-script moment uh, where he really just kind of gave ultimately some accolades to the Republican Party for uh, what appeared in that moment anyway to be progress on, on that issue and, and discussions around it. It's so funny when you hear, you know, Trump and progress in the same line. Uh, <laughs> what You know, do you think that this now that the uh, the convention is over and, you know, we heard going into the convention, it was a very divided Republican Party. Is it more unified now or do you think uh, this was just, uh, you know, all uh, to save face? It's a really tough call because I, after the speech ended, I was really just trying to wrangle as many different delegates as I could just to talk about what they thought. And, and I heard that people that liked Trump before liked him after and people that were on the fence about him before were on the fence after. Mm-hmm. And I think it really became clear that last night he was not w- trying to win people over in Cleveland. He, he was trying to win over people that were tuning in on TV. And uh, that explains why Ivanka Trump really was making policy statements that would have fit in quite well at a Democratic Party conference, and ultimately why I think that there was so much of a focus put on uh, just, you know, the televised sort of production of this rather than, you know, just doing what was necessary to win over people inside, because he had the nomination. He didn't need to win any votes over for delegates. You know, we're hearing that, you know, his uh, campaign for presidency is going to be very underfunded. And that delegates weren't, uh, you know, the big money donors weren't there. Uh, what happens now? Well, this is his whole thing, though. I mean, he, he's made this uh, claim that he's not beholden to anyone. He's not connected to the special interests. Uh, the, the, the downside of that for him is that he can't be taking money from those uh, special interest groups, from those lobbyists, from those big corporations who funnel huge money into uh, the Republican Party and, and the Democratic Party. So Clinton's still going to be cashing those checks. Uh, Trump says he won't. Now, I don't think it's realistic that he's going to do an entirely self-funded campaign. Well, he doesn't have any money. He claims to be worth $10 billion. Somebody's going to send me an angry tweet now. Claims to be worth $10 billion. I think they put it around $3 billion. Well, and you know what? Those Make America Great Again hats are retailing for $25 U.S. apiece. And And they're not even made in America. (laughs) <laughs> that's how they can make such a good profit margin on them. Yeah. Uh, but I saw a lot of those being sold, so maybe that's where all the campaign budget's coming from. Well, he's going to have to set uh, sell a lot of those hats. Uh, before I let you go, Andrew, one last question. Do you think he has a chance to be, a real chance to be the next president of the United States? Yeah, you know, there's a New York Times uh, study that came out that said he's got a, a 24% chance of winning and Hillary Clinton's got a 76% chance of winning. Uh, the polls have them neck and neck. Ultimately, it is a coin toss. I mean, so much can happen in, in four months between now and the election. You've got pretty much equal numbers of Democrats and Republicans in the country. It comes down to ground game and it comes down to external issues. So no one should underestimate him because the last time that happened, he got the nomination. And I have uh, two words for you, uh, you know, with that in mind, Rob Ford. Everyone underestimated Rob Ford and he became the mayor. Absolutely. And love him or hate him, you can't deny that it was against the odds that he rose to where he did. Thank you so much, Andrew. You've done a great job on the show. I don't need to tell you that, but I do appreciate all the time you spent with us this week. Well, I will never stop people from telling me how much they enjoyed it. So I did as well, Kelly. Thank you very much. All right. Have yourself a good weekend. Well deserved. You too. Cheers. 
the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.